0: Yo, what is good? Can't believers and high performers. Welcome to another episode of the can't believe I made it podcast. Yo, I was, I was gonna say happy Friday, but I'm also noticing that you're not actually, most of you at least are not actually listening to it only on Friday. You're listening to it when you can get to it. And to that end, I'm super thankful for you. So I'm going to go ahead and just say happy day. I don't know how good that sounds, but it it sounds good in my head and messy action, right? I'm just, I'm going. So, so, uh, so, In today's pod, we have something really special for you Uh, to kind of give you some background. So I jumped on with my man, Odin Rain, and Odin is is someone who came into my life at a really pivotal time. And he's such a huge reason why this podcast, this Can't Believe Pod is even really a thing because when I was stepping into it, you kind of know the story by now, I overthought this project, a bunch of imposter syndrome, like, you know, who's going to listen to me type of thing. And he was someone that was just like, yo, get it out, get your message out there, just step into confidence. And, and I'm so thankful for him. So kind of fast forward, you know, two and a half years later, you know, one of the things that I've really lost out on the past couple of years, you know, especially, especially past two years since 2020 was, you know, being in person. You know, I, I, I've talked about this in a couple of pods, you know, my family and I decided to stay really, really conservative, conservative rather. On the front of social distancing and you know trying to keep everyone safe, and one of the hardest things for me, like as an extrovert who really enjoys that energy match of being with someone in person, you know, really, really missed uh, hugs, handshakes, uh, actual eye contact, looking at nonverbals, body language. There's just like so much about the last two years that have changed me socially, and so when Odin reached out, you know, he's also local. Was like, hey, man, would you want to come? to, uh, to the basement because the, the name of his podcast is granddad's basement. And we'll make sure that we throw that in the show notes just so that you can check him out, out as well. So he, he was like, Hey man, do you want to come to the basement and do a live pod recording like in studio? So I was like, dude, 100%. And to be able to do that again, really, you know, lit something within me of like, you know, what it, it felt good to, to be around people and to continue to honor my creative endeavors and, and to do all the things that I really love doing. And so when I got there, we were recording and it was such a raw conversation and both being men of color, we talked about what it's like to to be a male of color right now, what it's like to be a father, you know, what it's like on my front of, of guiding people through, you know, ways in which they can be high performing in their life, their relationship, their business, their creative endeavors, all of those things. And I just really loved the conversation. And so, you know, towards like the middle or end, we both just decided like, hey, let's go ahead and just cross cast this and not only just promote one another but like this was a really great conversation and so i decided to 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 take it from his pod and do a cross cast on mine and and i hope you enjoy it it's a really raw conversation uh a a lot of the questions obviously are being you know thrown towards me uh, but it's very it's very apparent after listening that you'll you'll laugh you'll think you'll enjoy some of it you'll have questions about others it's just it was a really cool conversation i figured that it would be a lot of value for you all so i hope you enjoy it i love you guys happy day i'll catch you on the next one let's go yo what up you've heard how every superhero has their origin story right well welcome to the can't believe i made it podcast i am your host Desi Abeda, I'm a high-performance mentor, registered dietitian, and family man. Tune in as we explore the high-performance habits of high performers, their origin story, and how they went from disbelief to belief in their own hero's journey, where they got to a point and shouted, can't believe I made it. Enjoy the episode.
1: Hey, Desi, man, I wanted to start off with an apology. Oh, God. You may not recall. And (laughs) I caught it in the moment. Uh, We were joking around at Tyler's house, right, when we had first met. Uh, Yeah. And I dropped something, something, a a Mexican joke. And a Beta is not Mexican. And I know that it's not, like, a Uh Mexican name. But it was just, and in the flow of it, and everybody laughed it off. And then the next time we saw each
0: other, so we're
1: going back, like... 2018,
0: I mean, this is, yeah, this is right after Tyler randomly hit me up and was like, hey, man, I got a podcast studio, and I mean, you kind of, your, your listeners probably don't know this, but mine do. I overthought this project way too much. I bought so many fucking courses, and and then finally just started doing it, and you guys are the reason why I, I have a pod right now, man. That was, fuck, that was 2018.
1: It was at eight, end of 18. Shit. And we kind of got rolling... No, I launched February twenty nineteen. So we might be thinking twenty nineteen. So it'd be as like mid middle twenty nineteen. It was
0: pre pandemic. Let's just
1: yes. There's our timeline. Anyways, (laughs) nonetheless, and then the next time I saw you, um, you were just chopping it up back and forth. Matt might have been on. I I don't remember. Stacy maybe was there. I can't remember where where we were in the in the podcast early on. Then you were like, yeah, and you just kind of in passing were like, people make Mexican jokes sometimes, and I'm not even Mexican. Like da da da. So I was yeah. just like, and in the, as I said it, and I was just a joke in yeah. the moment to make people laugh, and I didn't follow up in the moment with, hey man, I know you're not Mexican. Like a is not a Mexican name. Yeah. Like, and I see like I, I I'm just really good at culture. Like yeah. Mix is like, oh, can you know Yeah, there's a, a good influence of that around here, but that. So I wanted to apologize for that,
0: man. I'm sorry, bro. Um, <laughs> it's so funny that you say that, man, because I feel like the last two years has really pushed me through. You know, obviously, the last two years have been hard for everyone, right? And I think you know. one of the things that has come up is is more racial awareness around what's going on. And in, even in my therapy journey, man, I, I've noticed even the sense of privilege that I've had growing up in the way that I did, uh, I am a Mexicano, man. So like, yeah. so the, the funny thing about you apologizing, like I should be, uh, it's, it's part of my healing journey, man. I'm not going to apologize to myself, but like I up until a certain point was rejecting that because like the last name of Beta is, is Spanish, mm-hmm. right? But my family, generations and generations are from present day New Mexico, but we're Mexican, right? So. Okay. So I appreciate the apology, man. Not needed, but thank you. <laughs> well, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> it's good to have you here,
1: man. I haven't seen you. Uh yeah, speaking of moving on, just the last time I saw you, we, bro. You, you know, the the what's next. We kinda of just talked about this, but just as we think about that and evolving just in life, as we find our path as men, therapy, yeah, you know, just mental health and just awareness where we are. That's really kind of what I wanted to dig in with you and Bro. and 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 get down. Just some of your perspective because this is what you do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Not, uh, I, just the, the high performance. Uh, for those of you longtime listeners, you've heard snippets of Desi before. Men mm-hmm. of Purpose podcast has yeah. been on since transition to. Um, uh, I, I'm sorry. Uh, Tell me the name of your podcast. So Can't Believe I Made It podcast. Can't Believe I Made It podcast. That's right. With Motivational Mondays, get in on those. Uh, The two Mondays ago, and you're talking about journaling. Um, That one, and dumping out your emotions in journal. That one, I really... That one really hit I haven't missed a day this year I'm in a real spiritual Like Bro, new it. season A new awakening A new yeah. opening A lot of things are happening And unfolding in my life So yeah. it's a pleasure to have your energy here And why don't you just fill me in A little yeah. bit more on the background Just uh, Tucson native Yeah Okay so go go from there Because you've done some big things I, wanna, I mean i to work into baseball And you know nutrition Bro. and stuff Because these are things that I'm kind of always preaching On, on the podcast to all all the listeners, just health, wellness, yeah. uh, longevity, uh, being pandemic ready. How much God. of your life beyond your schedule really shifted in your habits? So, yeah. so go start as, as far back as you want to go. I got all the time you got. Um, Bro. Uh, tell me,
0: tell us. Man, I'm, first of all, I'm so glad to be here. Uh, you and I need to spend more time together because I think we Agreed. really feed off one another Agreed. energetically. Uh, and I think- we're in very similar positions with things that we're passionate about in life, value systems. Um, yeah, man, I, like I said, I, I got to thank you so much for any of the uh, creative endeavors that I have that has come from the pod. So, dude, I'm super happy to be here. Um, yeah, man, so I, I was born here in Tucson, was here for about four years and then moved to Albuquerque, New Mexico. So I I lived there up until middle of my eighth grade year. And I, and I say this joke man because it's just so crazy the way that things work. So mi- moving here at the middle of eighth grade year was weird because I already had a friend group I was already established like I was in sports I was you know I, I had my people so we moved out here and this is probably the first time in the last maybe three to four years that I've even touched Houghton Road um, welcome ha- yeah, right I'm from I'm from Rita Ranch like that's where okay. I, that's where I grew up. so we moved out to Rita Ranch. I the first couple of days, like I, I I popped in like the Justin Timberlake bleached freaking curls. Like me and my brothers, man. We right we were a, a weird pariah coming in to <laughs> Vail, which at that time, like I mean, you know the culture. <laughs> yeah. So I'm getting there. He Not, means white. Yeah. <laughs> Not many kids of color there, like, all right, this is this is different. Um but like the first couple of days man, I no one would talk to me. Everyone thought I was kind of weird like I I was that like brown kid that came in with bleached curls wearing fubu like like it was a it was a cool time. Until I played basketball and then everyone was like, "Oh my god, like this dude is cool. Let me let me let me be his friend type of thing." So since then I've been here in Tucson. Uh I tried to leave, man. For some reason there's just something about this place that's like, "Hey, we're not ready for you to leave." And I think now in my 36th year of life, I'm starting to understand that anything that I want to do that I'm really passionate about, I can do from anywhere, which is really empowering. I don't think that I would have thought that five, 10 years ago at all. Like if I, if I go back to myself five or 10 years ago and I tell myself like, hey, this is what you're doing to this day, I wouldn't believe me. And it's really great to do something like this because it is a stark reminder. And, and I think for anyone who's going to listen to this pod to start reminder for you as well, like celebrate the things that you've been able to, to work through because the, the fact that all of us are here and most of us, not everyone, most of us are are at least chasing some sort of passions and some sort of value system. I think that stuff is empowering, man. But yeah. So uh, over the past two, three years, I mean, obviously the, the pandemic has changed a lot for everyone, but me and man, I'm super thankful that I went in on myself, you know, three, four years ago in hiring a business mentor it was a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes people will look at it and like, you know, how much does a mentor cost? Like it's, if your dreams are big, the, the the schooling and the mentorship is going to cost some money too. Right. And so, you know, I was really lucky when the pandemic hit, I had everything already streamlined into doing everything online. So business boomed ideas started to really get created. Um, and so it's it's definitely seen its transition over the past two years, man. But uh, I could not have prepared, having everything planned, and then also having a kid at home where it's just me and her, because uh, school shut down, obviously, Ooh. right? So it's just me and her, doing the best that I can. Um, man, it's it's been a wild ride, bro.
1: Yeah, on that on that last note, as wild of a ride as it has been, the the one like the, my my most there's. There's universal balance I feel in everything. So there's still time that was given back to some people. And I got some time to be with my sons son, yeah. for a very, very long, long duration. It just days in a row. A lot of a lot of time. And I I, I just I I love it. I love that. Yeah. When my when the when my older son was when we, we moved from Minnesota to here in 2018. And uh, so I did like the stay-at-home dad thing for four months, kind of in between gigs, just going yeah. to real estate school, what's cracking, what's happening, just a lot of just time spent. Mm-hmm. And then we had our second son, and kind of he was right into daycare. And it yeah. was just like a little bit of a disconnect. Uh, part of it on me is on some post-traumatic dad stress, something or another. Like there That's was real. a disconnect with me and him. Yeah. Like with my baby for the first year, yeah. full year, and he was born in 2019, yeah. okay, so March 2019, Shit. so as at a year, I'm having problems, man, yeah. like, what is, it's not, like it wasn't like this with the older one, yeah. what is going on, pandemic hits, shuts the world down, mm-hmm. time with my son that we needed to connect because that first year was not, there was nothing, there was no an hour here, an hour in the morning and maybe an hour in the evening and then kind of yeah. on the tip Yeah, it's just, it doesn't want, and, you know, yeah. it's just, and so to Bro, get, that is hard. <laughs> so to get that really mended some things I think for both of us in our hearts and the relationship got to a point where he wasn't talking yet but he was walking, I would come home, this is after kind of things opened back up, coming back home from work and he walks up to me, and mommy and Big G are playing in the playroom he walks up to me kind of breaks from the two of them just holds his hand out Love and that. come in and, and play with us and it's like
0: yes
1: <laughs> yes and it's there and to this day it's here and yes there's still young boys yeah uh, who want their their, their mother and uh, yeah. it, you know it that's what it is. That's parenting. We 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 take those bumps and like as a dad of just taking those lumps, man. It it hurts oh. my feelings like all the time. Uh, but I love having the two. And then congratulations to you, yeah, on man. On number two. That's public.
0: That's public. Uh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. Uh, I thought so you came in here
1: highfalutin, <laughs> highfalutin with the news. Yeah, uh, no, yeah. man.
0: I, I recorded a pod, uh, kind of like announcing it. You know, because obviously we knew pretty early on. You know, there's a there's an ongoing joke. We, so we were, we were supposed to try during the pandemic, but then obviously the pandemic happened and it was like, all right, maybe now is not the right time. So we tried to match it up in a way that kind of made sense to, to both of us. And if I'm being serious too, around that time, you know, my, my marriage wasn't great. We were just having a really tough time. And, and I got to a point in September, October of 2020, where I was just like, man, like this is not it. And then heading into the holiday season, like I knew something was off. And I, I just got to a point, man, and I've been really trying to preach this um this saying to people is radical responsibility. So I got to a point where I was like, all right, I'm gonna take offense to everything that has happened up to this point in my marriage, how how I'm fathering everything. And I'm gonna take radical responsibility for my role in any of this. And I and I and I took that shit personal, bro, and I was like, all right, how do I how do I approach conflict in a healthy way? Because my, my therapist, man, shout out, Dr. G. What's up, man? Because um, <laughs> my, my therapist had said, like, Des, you know, you do all this vision work. How come you don't visualize what healthy conflict looks like? And I sorry, we started d- digging into it. And I was like, fuck, man. I mean, you you grow up with generational trauma. Like, your parents do the best that they can with what they had, right? And, like, I didn't learn healthy conflict. Like, you kidding me? <laughs> fuck, what the fuck is that? <laughs> so, no idea. So just catch
1: these hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Uh, Right. So shut the fuck up and catch these hands. Exactly. Exactly. So for me, like even us getting to a point, you know, for that year, it was really hard work. Obviously, my wife, who is a therapist, both of us believe in mental health. So, you know, we just got to work together. And and I took the mindset of everything up to this point has been my fault, and I'm gonna take radical responsibility for my role and how I interact with it. So us having a little baby boy means the world to me, but it means the world because of what it represents. It represents what stepping into any type of relationship, relationship with your, your spouse, yourself, your mental health, your business, your, your creative endeavors, like whatever that is, you, you, you have a role in all of this. And I think it's so empowering now that like we're celebrating this baby boy because, you know, she, uh, she pulled the goalie and it maybe took us like four to five days <laughs> and so there's an ongoing joke that oh. uh that the Abedas have uh have some swimmers, <laughs> so yeah, hell yeah. But strong, yeah, man, it's uh strong in me. Uh, yeah, there's it comes a, from the loins. Yeah,
1: I plant them properly. <laughs> yeah, we went two for two back to back. It you was, did? Yeah, it was like oh, pull the goalie. It wasn't a, a hormone shift. I mean, it took and then right as that hormone shift happened, it was like ready to
0: go. <laughs> the
1: first window of availability both times. Pop, pop!
0: yeah like, all right cool man i, I joke with my wife all the time and be like i've been trading my whole life for this moment let's go <laughs> uh, my pullout game is let's weak <laughs> it's the weakest
1: oh uh, no i yeah i'm i'm with that i i, I feel that f- for sure yeah the uh that I prophesized having two sons. You did? I did. To Tyler Lopez as my witness at Salty Dog 2 on uh dive bar on the east side of Tucson. Yeah. Uh, we're sitting there 20... Megan's pregnant, so late 2018, maybe early. I told Tyler... Tyler was actually... I told Tyler first <laughs> because I had just started with him. And I was like, hey, man, I need to let you know I'm not... My wife and I aren't codependent, but I can't... Like, can, You can't know this. Yeah. She's pregnant and it's like day one right now. So like me scooting in and out isn't, yeah, oh, yeah. I need to go to the doctor. Oh, my wife is, it's not yeah. that. It's just, I got it. I don't miss ultrasounds. No. I don't miss pediatrician appointments. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I, 100%. I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't miss things. I missed, I air quote missed a swimming lesson one time, but I knew I wasn't going to be there. Megan didn't. We weren't on the exact same page. Yeah. Uh and mostly my fault of not properly communicating. But like I I was just I was selling a car and yeah. I didn't make it to a, a swimming lesson yeah. at that time. But she thought I was. So it's kinda like, Where the fuck are you? So yeah. now I was like, but that's still like a punch to the dad yeah. gun. Like, damn, like my bad. I didn't I should have communicated that yeah. 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 yeah, my bad. But yeah, we're sitting there and i was like all the things that have happened in my life just the just the dad who's quit on me not once but twice and yeah. all the stepdads and all the men who were to have been influential role models in my life uncles you know older cousins weren't there yeah, w- yeah. weren't or defiled my mother yeah and ways need not be spoken and it's just like there's never been a male to lift me up, to yeah, influence man. me. So it's like, so as I grew older and props to my dad with all our beef and bullshit, I think he had one realization as I became a legal adult in this country that he K, like he knew he didn't do the job as a father he should have. And the only way for me to find direction was to go into the air force. And he just had to cross his fingers. I signed those paperwork. Yeah. Uh, and it, that's how it happened. It, it, you know, just to get myself right. Cause like he, it, it's gotta be hard as a dad to kick your kid out to go get right or just yeah. to, to, Put him in the military to let somebody else raise them. Like, yeah. this dude's not prepared for manhood. Like, yeah. he saw that. We never had this conversation. I'm just looking back now, being yeah. at his age now when I was going into the military. So I've been trying to walk in his shoes a little bit, trying to understand uh just what it would be like to have a, a grown-ass adult man at my age. We're 100%. the same age. So yeah. just like... Okay, that's that's and then from my perspective, growing at the same pace as my parents, they didn't they weren't old enough for me and their brains weren't fully formed enough for us to not be walking the same path, be intaking society and civilization at the same time at the same speed. And then it gets to a point where you realize now, as a man, they were stunted and I surpassed them years ago. And I need to have some forgiveness in my heart for all of that, but for all of that that went wrong. Air, heavy air quotes wrong, because many had it a lot worse. Let's not yeah. get lost in that. Um, I have to write the sins of my father and raise two sons correctly. Yeah, was one way I viewed it as as a prophecy in my life. And then there was the other side of that, some sense of balance for my wife. Her dad was kind of an absentee dad. and yeah. It's her and her brother and a single mom trying to raise them. And it's impossible to raise a child... A woman to raise a man, yeah. or a man to raise a woman, and it, furthermore, it takes both parents in the household for balance and understanding. What you should be yearning towards—it's a big responsibility. It, it, what, what was the word? Reckless responsibility? Radical, Radical responsibility. responsibility. Uh, to hard. be a parent. It's <laughs> conversations that need to be had. Like, And if you get caught in an accidental mishap of a situation, you still need to have the conversations and figure out what you're going to do here because yeah. it's for the betterment of society and to some certain extent, that's what we should all be here to bring. Yeah. Um, but the, anyways, my wife and her brother didn't have a fatherly influence as well. So it's like just that whole balance of her and I together, building towards something to right some familial wrong, stand up, stop generational trends, yeah. do the the right thing, the righteous thing, mm-hmm. by whichever way you need to find that, and just ultimately produce productive members of society who can problem solve and, and make yeah. good choices, you know? And, that's where I'm at with it. But I did, I prophesied two sons. I said, I will have two sons. There's a really long way to say that.
0: Bro, I didn't, <laughs> that's so funny that you say that, man. Cause I, I felt like I was destined to have only girls. Uh, and, and I'm not gonna lie to you. It's probably mainly my mom, you know, me hearing my mom's voice all throughout my life. Cause for us, uh, I'm the, I'm the oldest of five. So there's four boys and then a girl. Uh, what up Mies? um, and the crazy thing is, like, I grew up and my mom would always tell me, like, <laughs> you're going to have all girls so that God can teach you patience. Like, because I mean, even to this day, I'm not a very patient human being. Mm. Um, so it, it's so funny that you say that because even having a boy, and I had, and I mentioned it earlier, I didn't finish the story, but I had recorded a podcast of five things that I want to teach my son. Um, and it was a really emotional podcast because, like, for me, there's a lot of dad wounds and and, although, and and also like other fatherly figure wounds where, I mean, the men in my life, it kind of goes back to this, man, they did the best that they could to what they had, but yeah. they're still all dealing with their versions of trauma and, and looking to try to get to a point where they're trying to release the stigma of, of getting some mental health help. The, the empowering thing about all this too is like even those same men now that I'm really trying to make sure that I'm showing up everywhere talking about this shit, is I've had them reach out to one end or another. Um, You know, one of which who is definitely one of those figures in my life that was like a Marine, the dude was strong, a nationally ranked wrestler, like he was top shit. And now later in his life, he's getting to a point where he's had some injuries and he can't do the things that he really wants to do and... I was having a really cool conversation with him the other day, and he was like, you know, my doctor says I have anxiety. Well, of course I have anxiety. I can't lift. I can't do all these things. And it was it was so nice to see him be vulnerable in that way because he knows what I'm constantly talking about. And it's such a huge passion of mine. And it's going to be really interesting to see what my baby boy brings out in me. Um because I mentioned this too, and you know, I'm not a huge like uh astrology type of person, but we have a mutual friend who does reading. So I was like, yeah, you read my, uh, read my signs, like whatever. And so we were talking about my son, and, and she was like, you know, your daughter is there to help you to, to remember to play, um, which is really interesting. And as I'm learning and becoming more trauma-informed, it makes a lot of sense because I didn't really do a whole lot of playing. I did a whole lot of let me make sure everyone is good so that when dad gets home, everything is even keel. Like, there's there's nothing that's going to mishap it. Like, we're, I'm just hoping for the best. So it was interesting getting that feedback, but the feedback she gave me from my son is, well, he's going to help you to feel, which blew my mind because I'm like, I'm already feeling. Like, what? how much more healing do I have to fucking do? <laughs> yeah. So it's it's so funny that you prophesied that, man, cause I honestly just didn't think that we made boys. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, I, I wrote down... About my kids, I, I just I put uh, Big G is going to be able to keep the sensitivity that I wasn't able to hold on to, and I'd have to page back too far. Yeah. I, I, I write in the journal every day. I'll, I'll come back to that just on a personal tip. But yeah, I think each one of your kids are there. Yeah, however many you may have, yeah. like they're, they're there to. To instill something more in you. And you said you something. something very early on <laughs> that I took to heart and have wrote pages on and, and podcasted about as well. But you said having a child uh, in a lot of ways makes you reparent yourself.
0: Yeah, man. Fuck. And there's
1: something just that that
0: hit <laughs> right drove. there.
1: Like I was just like shit. <laughs> yeah, because I mean I've gotten to places recently. I mean, my oldest isn't even five, so I've been to places recently it just brought to my knees in just mourning and anger and, yeah, and torment and just at my parents and when you're as you know the people who hurt you the most are the closest ones to you and they're one not in front of you but two if they were what are you gonna do they yeah they, they uh, to some extent made you uh, yeah. Maybe they didn't form you, but they they, they made you. Well, that's a weird thought. I want to go back to that thought. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to go back to that thought. That's a deep. That's yeah. It's a deep cut. Uh, but and so and then to, to get to a place of forgiveness. But I forget where I was going. I was I was ranting. I threw myself well, off.
0: No, man. You mentioned something earlier, and I wanted to to I'll get your myself. yeah. I want to get your take on that. Well, well, definitely. I want to go back to that because uh, I I love that concept because it's something just like you. I find myself in mourning about. You mentioned earlier that uh, you don't miss uh, pediatrician appointments. You don't miss ultrasounds. I experienced something the other day, man. Um, So I went to a prenatal yoga class with my wife. Um, Yeah, and so we did some really cool breath work, and I've really been into breath work just personally in my life and just doing that with a lot of clients too. Um, And it was so cool because she had us like synchronize our breaths together, and like that was like really cool, and it felt really, really bonding. And there were a couple moms in there that didn't have their partners there. And the, uh, the person who ran it was like, you know, maybe we can have them come next time. And, you know, one of them was like, oh, my husband would never come to something like this. And the other one was like, yeah, mine too. And I felt compelled to now, say so- Sit here together. <laughs> yeah. I, I felt compelled to say something. Um, but I didn't, but in my mind I was like, why the fuck not? Like, go get them. <laughs> yeah. Tell them, get your ass here and, and be here. Um, I just think what you said there is really special. Like, I don't really understand. I mean, I have a better understanding now that I understand men a whole lot more. And maybe it's something they don't know nothing about and they don't want to be vulnerable enough to experience that new thing. But what you just said there I think is really special is, is being there for things that maybe uh, traditionally you were told that you don't have to be there for.
1: Yeah, I, the family. In need, the family. It's a whole big thing. And I was just talking to Megan about this within the last couple of days. Just it was over the
0: weekend. What's today?
1: Wednesday. This has been a long time coming, Desi. Man, I mean, too, it's been too a, fucking
0: long. It's been when a, we scheduled this originally. It was when we last saw it each was around other around Halloween.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, let's get that done before Halloween twenty twenty one. damn it! Fucking February. Uh, it's a new year. Uh, Ah, uh, what was I saying?
0: You were talking about the reparenting yourself, and I interrupted you because I just want to tell you that you're a special human being for what you said. But
1: it, the, it, it, uh, no, I guess it was all one big long thing, anyways. But yeah, it just it's to, to be to a point when you're so angry at your parents and realize you never want to output the same thing i don't want another me like what i feel deep down in my loins my true lens that i look at the world through that is to a certain extent masked to literally everyone else because nobody knows how you truly feel yeah like in in the least amount of words as possible just or the the one of the highest words that come to mind is just lonely. Yeah, man. Like just from how, from psychology, from the way I grew up, from my influences, from those were who around the danger that was adjacent to my situation. Mm-hmm. I lived next to a kidnapped kid for like a year. That's nice. Like this kid was just kidnapped. Nobody knew it, but he was kidnapped, getting molested by this dude who just lived on the third floor of this apartment complex. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing but latchkey kids running around this uh, complex. Yeah. So so I, I never want to output that. I want my kids, to, because you need both parents, I think that's important for them to have balance, but also the balance within a man and a woman mm-hmm. show all sides of that. Nothing needs to be hidden or repressed, especially from those you you love and just give them everything. That was giving yourself to your children was the last thing I wrote down on here. Just dad shit. Just Mm -hmm. you. Yeah. You give a part of yourself away throughout all relationships and any relationship you have, a piece of you is in it and you truly give everything away. I don't think it's when you get married or as arguable anyways, I think it's truly when you spawn a seed. Yeah. Like that is now I know I truly no longer matter. Yeah. Nothing in my purview matters. What can I do now to be the most righteous and justice-filled individual in yeah. their in their life? And how can I not put, put just terrorist fucked up kids? How yeah. can I provide them all of this and still keep them balanced? Yeah. There's uh Yeah, show, there's the old uh What's the, the phrase? Old idiom from somewhere. Show me the son of a great man. Who's the son of a great man? It's yeah. like there isn't one. Like it yeah. doesn't exist. And I want to prove that wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm striving to become a great man. To I've done a lot of good things, and I have a long way to go. I have some apologies to to hand out. I have some relationships to mend. But I want to be on my way to becoming and stay and remaining a, a great man. Yeah. Uh, I, I, that's one thing that I pray for every day. Lord, give me the strength, uh, give me the strength to remain a strong man physically, yeah. you know, and, and give me the strength to remain a good man. Yeah. You know, and you know, and please allow me to wake up in the morning. Yeah. And I started praying on it. <laughs> uh, we hit a rock. Uh, we're we're veering left. I have had it in my mind to wake up early in the morning my whole life. Okay. Everything about my life, my psychology is based on be, just meeting the bare minimum expectations. Yeah. Just wake up as late as possible, shower the night before, wake up, brush your teeth on your way out the door. Like, and roll into class as the bell rings, with pick, <laughs> as you pick the booger out of your eyes. Yeah, it's yeah. just like, I never had a lot to live up to mm-hmm. and to change that around. And and so getting up early was never, that was my life. That was a every day of my life. Yeah. Like I've been getting myself up for school. Part of that is I've been getting myself up for school since I was seven years
0: old. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Since second and a half grade, I started waking up, brushing my teeth, bathing yeah. myself, and getting myself out the door to go to school yeah. on my own. You say you're the oldest of five. I'm the oldest of eight, but there's a ten year gap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so I had a really weird first decade. Yeah. Like, and it's and it just things aren't even a full circle yet to, yeah. to this day as we go on our spiritual journeys and 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 uh, uh, therapeutic journeys. Um, what was I saying? Well, oh, spiritual, but I could not wake up early in the morning. Yeah. Ever. I was in the military for 14 years. It did not instill a damn get up and go (laughs) type nothing. Yeah. Like at all. Like that was not me. I put the everything away. I started just running my life a little bit different. I think we were talking about this briefly on Instagram a few weeks, months back. Yeah. Um, Just like what I'm focusing on this year resolution wise. And as I just continue to try to become great, it's like, well, Everybody says get up early. Yeah, and I just can't. I don't the, have the that five in a.m. Me. club, man. Why well, don't I don't have that in me? What yeah. is it? And I just started all just. I want to just pray on it. I've never prayed on it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I've woken up between five and five thirty for the last two weeks. Yeah. No alarm. Just Lord, wake me up, man. I've just. I'll, I'll get going. I'll, I'll do stuff yeah. in that time. Yeah, like I, I will, and I have been, uh-huh. and it's been real, just. Fulfilling, I feel great, bro. I feel so good, just just, for so many reasons, for so many things, but. Leaping that hurdle or being midway through looking like I'm going to clear it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we're at 21 days yet to form a f- true habit, yeah. but we're 14, Let's 13. <laughs> like, yeah. we gotta, come on, just get that toe over, yeah. point that toe the right way. Yeah. Uh, and it's I'm just going. So, like I said, I'm in just a spiritual awakening, uh, just a lot of just positive vibes, and I'm th- seeing things very clearly. And yeah. yes, we should hang out more and, yeah, and get down just uh, more business-type stuff and, and entertainment stuff and, yeah. and life stuff and bringing these families together. I mean, that, I think that's a important thing. I, one of the things I got, this is my main journal for the year, but I keep one in the truck just yeah. in case I'm in, a, in the truck when the first page is said, people I want to spend more time with. And there's yeah. about seven people's names I listed, and they're all couples, Yeah, you know, at least couples if not families. Yeah, so it's yeah. just like, are these are people, uh, and, and, and wink, wink, your name's on the list. Hey. It's like people I want to... <laughs> Spend more time with. Like, yeah. it's not like, yeah, we don't live on the same side of town, but
0: yeah, we long term make that happen, Thinking man. it, it yeah. makes
1: sense to do things like that, or like even you've been to the parish.
0: I have, yeah. And
1: we ate there for the first time last weekend. Like, that's a reason for me to not go too far from your side of town. Yeah, yeah, like, for sure. Like that, yeah. yeah. That burger was. Was highly recommended. Yeah, I, I'm a burger snob, and I yeah. highly recommend it. Man. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you say? Let's turn gears. Let's let let us shift. Let's get back into kind of your your perspective. What do you say? Help help me to help somebody. Help yeah. help me to to reach my hand out because I got somebody and I'm waiting for them. Right, I'm waiting on one of my very best friends to. He just hasn't hit rock bottom, mm-hmm. and I keep answering his calls. Yeah. Because I know nobody else is answering his calls. And I've known the man for coming up on 27 years or so. Mm -hmm. And it's like, man, I'm just waiting for you. Yeah. I'm waiting for you. And as I enter my new season and I, one of my brothers, my first note from yesterday's journal was, uh, I'll just read it. Follow Cole. He's been waiting for me. Yeah. Ah, uh, that's my brother's name. Yeah, uh, he was wait like I didn't know that mm-hmm. he was waiting for me. Yeah, oh, I see now. I got it. Let's do. Let's make some moves. Let's let's make some life happen together, just on a real f- same frequency vibe. Yeah, type thing. And I'm waiting on this guy. So as you, as a, as a high performance guy, when you got somebody who's underperforming, willful ignorance, Mm -hmm. and you are waiting. When they do get ready, when those people do reach out to you, I mean, what is your first, the first step?
0: Man, I, this was so healing for me because when I first started what I was doing, you know, I was, I was just doing as a dietitian nutrition coaching. And, I understood what happens in people's psyches and, and I I understood really early on why people do what they do. And it was really hard for me and a huge ego trip because if someone wasn't getting better, I would take that on. Like there's something wrong with me. So I would step into this shame place and I the person would end up kind of maybe getting what they needed and then going on, me knowing like this person's going to struggle for a whole lot longer than, than what I thought or, or expected. It was completely healing to me to come from a place of truly wanting to help them out, but understanding that I can only help them if they want help. And part of my role as a mentor in a lot of ways, I become very, very good friends with the people that I work with because we share much so, fu- so much damn fucking vulnerability and I pull from stories in my life and my experiences just to, to really hold space and to make sure like, hey, like I see you. One of the quickest things that I think is really empowering is to help them to understand what it looks like to show up in a healthy manner. And I learned this very early on just in like the career field, being in mental health, you get a bunch of gems. And one of the gems that I got was, you know that you're healthy When your thoughts, your feelings, your words, and your actions match, right? And so I thought that was an empowering thing. So with someone who is kind of just starting off is allowing yourself to kind of be that mirror where you're saying, Hey, you're saying that you want to get better in this certain way, or you're saying that you want to do this, your actions aren't matching up. Can you help me understand like what's going on for you? And I feel like usually that thing right there is so empowering for them because if they are in that place, they're going to say, I don't know how to get there. Can you help me? Or they're going to tell you what you need to hear and you're going to get the information that you need and, and in your mind be like, okay, person's not ready and I got to be okay with that. And I got to set a healthy boundary for myself to not overextend myself in a way that is not is, is going to pull from my daughter or pull from mm-hmm. my wife or pull from my creative endeavors because that's another thing too, man. <laughs> in my season of life right now, if you are getting my time, like you are special to me. Because I've we you know, I preached that. Exactly I preach that. That's the
1: <laughs> most finite commodity.
0: Exactly. You can't
1: get that back. Time with my son. Lack of time with my son caused a disconnect and we slept in the same place. Yeah. Like so yeah, so that, again thank you. Yes, it, yes, much much long awaited. Uh, go on.
0: But so you said something earlier, too, that I think is is really good for us to understand as well. Is, and, I, and I think this gets convoluted, especially with, on the parent side. Most people kind of come into this thinking, I'm going to give everything to my kids. I'm going to give everything to my marriage. They don't understand that you have to refill that cup. I mean, as we're talking here, you've been gracious enough to give me a bottle of water, right? I poured it. And then I'm not going to quench my thirst if I don't refill the damn cup. It's the same fucking thing that happens with people. If you're pouring into your kids and pouring into your marriage and maybe pouring into your work, 100%. Like, I love that. Also, you have to refill that cup because you can't fill up the cup of others if yours is fucking empty. And I feel like a lot of people are operating in the mindset of, let me just go be selfless and try to neglect being selfish in the best of ways for myself. And that honestly usually happens for those of us who grew up with like Christian morals. You're taught to be selfless, right? You can't be selfish. That's a sin. Part of it is society, Mm
1: -hmm. the way we're structured, that work, 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 that work, 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 work. Oh, I can't even take a sick day until the world says you're going to take... Some sick days.
0: Have you? I'm sure you fucking have seen this. It, it's it blows my mind. Uh, I want to say that it's Sweden that tested out the four day work week, and their productivity has, has skyrocketed. Yeah, I don't recall which country, but yes, I was
1: just, this is exactly what I was talking to Megan with. Okay, on, uh, on Sunday.
0: Okay, which I think is really interesting. And then, like, I've been, you know, a lot of the content that I, my, my favorite platform right now is TikTok because I feel like your algorithm is a really good match with how you're doing as a person. Okay. Good, bad, or indifferent. Um, and I was talking about this on my pod about the reticular activating system and, yeah. like, and then how like that's like your social media algorithm. Um, one of the things I came across is like foreigners talking about the workforce of Americans and the fact that they think it's really weird that it's a badge of honor to have X amount of days and to not take them. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm out of the fucking workforce, dude, because I knew very early on that like I need to be an entrepreneur. Yes. I need to honor my ideas. I can't be a nine to five because I'm a shitty employee because I want to do things my fucking way. Yeah. Uh but they're <laughs> Because it's better. Exactly. Yeah. They're just is not letting a, you know. Yeah. For, it's better. The days <laughs> the days that I used to log, I was fucking taking. <laughs> I constantly have like a vacation time of maybe like pay periods, like maybe like two hour, two to three or two to three days left or something like that because I'm taking them.
1: It's, it's so important. and It is overlooked in this society just to the most degree. But like for me, my, I'm sure we talked about this before, but I only, I got four pillars that I will live within. And it's in this order, my family, my wellness, my finances third and causes yeah. that I care about. And a lot of times all four can be one and they all interact with together. And then you know, I got seven core values to to go with it. And it's just that time. Sometimes, yes, you do need to take for yourself. But I took, I got to a point we had, you had, the number's gone up. I had 45 out of the last like 70 days. But very recently I had 40, from mid-November to early January, so 60, 63 days-ish, I had 40 days on COVID quarantine. Me and my son got COVID in November. On Veterans Day, November 11th, I always have Veterans Day. I, I take off. It's my day. I have plans that night, like, thank Leave you for your service alone. bro. Uh, you're welcome. Thank you for your support.
0: Uh, <laughs> I was not like, how do you respond to that? Just like, like that. Yeah, Just you, like man. that.
1: Somebody says, thank
0: you, you say. You're welcome. You're no. <laughs> damn right. <laughs> yeah, you're,
1: you're welcome for my service. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is odd, especially when you're serving the capacity I did, which I'm proud of, but I didn't have bullets flying my yeah, way. Yeah. And a lot of people in my, our generation have who were serving. So it's, it, it's, it's interesting. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> but I had 40. I had all these days. I had, so I had COVID and my son had COVID. So we had to lock down 10 days from daycare. My other son subsequent had to lock down ten days yeah. because he was exposed to us yeah. for that ten days. So that's twenty days there. A week or two goes by, daycare shuts down again for ten days. Week or two goes by again, daycare shuts down again for ten days. So forty days, and I'm still handling business. Mm-hmm. We still sold two hundred houses last year and are gonna sell two hundred fifty this year.
0: Yeah,
1: business didn't slow down, so I'm still just dealing with that. It's just a stressful moment, just a you know it's a quarter, and just like yeah. man, this is. Fuck, man! <laughs> like just think, and I'm yeah. To a point, I, I'm always deep in thought. I've throttled that back. I'm letting others think for me. I'm following a lot this year. I'm doing a lot of intentional limitation, just in my for my mind. Just let my mind rest for a year. Let's yeah. just chill. Let's recoup. Let's get some new new input. Uh, so and so part of getting some of that new input was I just I it worked to a point where I had a lull, a complete mm-hmm. lull on yeah. a Wednesday. I was, like, I was like, on Sunday, I was like, I'm going to have a low this week. Oh, shit. I'm f- <laughs> Friday's my day. Yeah. And then it was Tuesday, and I was like, oh, tomorrow's my day. Okay, yeah. so on Tuesday night, I made all my plans, wrote it all down in the journal, put my bag together, went, and then Wednesday morning, woke up, took my t- kids to daycare, and drove up Mount Lemmon pretty much to the top and took a nice, just five-hour hike out got just real acquainted with god just peace just peace protect us listening to cam newton speak uh yeah. on a podcast and so what's one thing you would go back and tell your younger self and without missing a beat he said protect your peace at all cost and that one i wrote down we got our family i'll show you before we leave i'll show you some of our family stuff we got going on yeah uh, our family board downstairs and then my block i wrote that's I have like peace. three things written there right now. One of them is protect your peace at all costs, Cam Newton. Yeah. And I just, I had to. And if you didn't understand it, that's not up to me. Like, yeah. and, and maybe you should stop relying on your own understanding. Yeah. Like, I, 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 might, yeah. you know, I might need to go handle myself sometimes. And that's also none of your business. Like, yeah. I got me. Yeah. And for me to ultimately have me, I got to go off and get lost on a mountainside for about five hours. Yeah. And I did that. And there was fortunately a creek in the sun. And I went and wandered, man, yeah. on just the side of Mount Lemmon. I was like, I'm not so far from civilization. I'm gonna, unless I fall and get hurt, like, yeah. or a bear gets me. That was yeah. my only concern. <laughs> I was like, the terrain's not too bad, and I can make sure I stay safe. And then, but if a bear gets me,
0: whew, um, yeah.
1: this is how I get to my knives, and I hope I can get to the gun. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was like, and I didn't even want to bring a gun with me. Yeah, it was just because. And there's probably not going to be a bear, but like, they got to sign up. Like, yeah, it was like, all right. But yeah, I went unplugged, complete isolation from the world. No work, no business, no phone calls, airplane mode in the woods. Like, Just leave me alone. I really need to get with myself. I really need to get with nature. I climbed. It's, I mean, not a, like a free rock climb, but I got to a point, yeah. went up this big part of the Mount Lemon on nothing much higher, and just really spent some time out there, trudged it, just getting intimate with myself, and yeah, yeah. just went deep, went deep, and mm-hmm. just... Call my mom the next day, like, hey, man, I'm sorry if I ever pushed you away. And yeah. she's like, No, you didn't. I really and then it got into I really tried my best. I'm like, I know you tried your best. I've journaled about you trying your best. Yeah. We're good. Hey. Yeah. And, and that so that's on the mountain top. And then I went down to the mountain the bottom, the valley to the water and put my hands in the mud and just mm-hmm. All right, from the top to the bottom, and then, then I got to get back to the car. So yeah. always yeah. always find your way back home. Yeah. Like, ultimately, just the metaphor for the day. Like, go on your journey, take your travels, find your revela- revelations. Don't forget the bottom where you came from and on your way, who was with you on the way up, and find your way back home. Yeah. Like, even if you didn't set your coordinates. Yeah. Like, and that's part of what Tucson will do too. The desert will call you home. You started with that, but I brought me back here too. Yeah. Yeah, it brought me back here too. Yeah. So that, that isolation, that alone time, uh, just very important, just as we think of mental health and mm-hmm. relearning manhood. Yeah. I think. And being able to articulate and teach that and spread that and pass that on, cause it is missed. And there are men, there are boys right now who need Guidance and God will only give you what you can handle.
0: Mm-hmm. We've
1: heard that, but God will also only give you what you deserve. Mm-hmm. Good, bad, and different. Yeah. That's all part of it. And for you to be blessed with the forthcoming of a son from a guy who has two sons, it's it's beautiful, it's amazing. And you get to just really f- just f- the forming of a man. Is so important and dear to me. Yeah. You know, because it's the one thing I didn't have. I was unformed and I'm still reforming. Yeah. And getting to a point to be feeling reborn and just seeing things clearly and outputting that. Ultimately, that's the goal. My family, my wellness, my finances, causes that I care about that stands that and that comes with gratitude, accountability, professionalism, service, compassion forgiveness and
0: courage. Yeah.
1: Those are the seven core values that, I love that are, that are within those four pillars.
0: I love that, man. There's a, there's a lot that can happen when, you know, you can truly take some time to, to let go of a lot of the distractions of just anything that's going on in your life and to be present with something or someone, um, I mean that's like that prenatal class that I was talking about like that was a moment there.
1: Oh, the re manhood, rethink your manhood, rethink yeah. what women think of men. And I'm sorry to cut you off, yeah, yeah. but just to go back to that point, oh he would never. Oh, he had better.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The
1: perspective is off and yes, you know your man better than we do and that is not the way that that hurts my soul.
0: Yeah, man. It was a uh, You know, I I have people reaching out um you know for the most part right now my clientele when we're tapping into life business uh health it's right now it's a pretty good split between men and women and uh I had a guy reach out to me uh about a month ago that was like I really need some help can you please help me and so we jumped on the phone with with him and his wife and um like the the dude was so uncomfortable with expressing vulnerability that, you know, he ended up having drinks beforehand. Mm. Wow! Just so that he could be vulnerable, and I, I was really thankful, man, that he was like forthright with it. It was like, listen, like I don't think that I could have said anything that I'm gonna say here uh, if I was sober. And so we started talking about the drinking. We started talking about how he spends his time and and what he does you know, with with stress and and if he understands how his nervous system operates, all of that stuff. And, you know, he started getting really, really agitated at me uh, for some of the things that I was challenging. And I, I listened and I said, hey, look, I know that this is probably a really different process for you. I totally understand that. And if I'm an onlooker and I have no idea what Desi does and I hear some of the questions that he asks... I'm going to have to let him know like, Hey, can you give me a couple days to answer just at least one of those questions? Because they're thoughtful, intentional questions for a reason. I was like, I get all that. What I'm hearing from you right now, it sounds like you're really scared and right off the bat. And it's like, I'm not scared, man. Like this, this is going to cost a lot of money. It's going to cost a lot of time. Like that, that's not me. And so like I, I let him kind of like regurgitate all of his shit and all of his shame. And then I brought it back to, hey, it's okay to say that you're fearful about maybe not knowing whether you can be successful in life or something like this. It's okay to express some fear about like, I don't know if I'm going to keep my marriage if I keep going down this path. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he he decided to, to go the route of, let me try to figure this out. And, you know, bon voyage, best of luck, my man. Uh, but I think he's a really good example of what often does happen. So I've had people personally reach out and I'll ask them questions about like what are your thoughts on mental health? What are your thoughts on on getting some help in, in these things? And it's usually crickets. And it for me it, it it hurts my soul because like I've been there. You know, Roar's first year of life, you know, I'm working in a place that I hated. Um this is my last 9 to 5 job. I hated this place. I was unhappy. I knew that I wanted to do something, but I just didn't know what that meant and and then I first started trying to test out entrepreneurship and and, and you know out in like doing something on your own, it's not for the faint of heart because you are going to be the answer and even more empowering like you are also going to be your own barrier you have to get really fucking authentically vulnerable with yourself with like what radical responsibility, (laughs) what are some of the things I need to take care of? And and like in in Rory's first year of life, there were moments where I had a shit ton of suicidal ideation. Like, you know, like I'm not going to be successful. Like I should have been at this place already by now. Like, you know, what am I going to teach my daughter? Like, how am I going to be of value if I'm just unhappy? It's like, there were moments where I, I thought to myself, like, should I even be here? And and I I look back in those moments and I'm like, man, I wish I had some I wish I had who I am today mm. for me. And that's one of the most empowering things for me. Cause I got asked that the other day, like, well, you know, Desi, what gets you up? Talking to you all, man. Like, I may not be able to get you to a point where we work together, but if I trigger something within you and that causes you to start looking at your behavior and mm. taking fucking radical responsibility for that, then I i'm cool man because and this is exponential because if i can have that type of impact with you and then you can go spread that into your community your family your household the fucking world gets better
1: yeah and i think that's a a great starting point on that where do you start vulnerability You know, remove the layers, break down walls, try to put your true self out to be vulnerable. That does not equal weakness. It
0: doesn't. It doesn't at all or anywhere near. Rebrand the way that you think about vulnerability. Rebrand the way that we think about feelings. I fucking hate it when someone is like, oh, they're in their feelings Are you saying this to young kids like we want them to feel man like because we grew up, rub some dirt on it. Stop, 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 stop. So we got that message very early on like your emotions are too much for me. They're Mm. they're too much for anyone. You need to stop. I, I have to fucking constantly remind myself of that, too, you know, with the way that I parent like their emotions are okay. I'm the person that has to regulate mine right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was talking to my cousin. Uh and it was episode 69. I remember because I wanted episode 69 to be, be all about fucking, but it uh, <laughs> it turned out to be all about parenting. Yeah. But that's all about fucking, so it still mm. worked out. Uh just how I I wanted it to. But we were talking about uh and he's a he's a little bit older, a little bit wiser, but parenting and it boiled that we we boiled the conversation down to two points, just intent and patience uh and it just being so important but all the the undertone uh being their first 6 years and you're right around there right for yeah. their first 6 years She'll be 6 in April man this is some old freud stuff It's just like it's all ego they're full ego and that's why my household gets overstimulating sometimes mm-hmm. because we let them run around and they're good. I mean, ultimately, my, my kids are good. They're not yeah. sitting there throwing themselves on the floor, having tantrums for 15, 20 minutes. That's never happened. They were never really hitters. They were never really biters. We've been, they weren't sleepers and they're still not sleepers. So that was the yeah. thorn. Uh, I didn't sleep for four years. I'm just now, we're still, the, the baby's about to be three and he's still at 2 a.m. last night, this morning. Yeah. is in our room trying to, and I just get up out of bed put my smiles on, pick him up or let him walk. Whatever is whatever the moment is. Yeah. Get him back in his bed, get him to bed. Tell him he's doing great. Tell him just a quick little story. Tell him how good he looks. Tell him how good of a haircut he has and how we got to have it. I basically I try to just stay on the same tone because it's just the same thing over and over and over again. I don't change my story. Hey, to in order to have a, a good day we want to have a good day tomorrow right so yeah. we need to get a good night's sleep so it's real important for you to get back to sleep right now and you look so good right tomorrow tomorrow morning we brush your hair we get your yeah. hair right you get to show you <laughs> have a good morning we get to get get we'll out let's the go, door man. Yeah, like, a morning, man. we're gonna rock it in the morning yeah, yeah and you and you're not gonna beat me up yeah like no no i will be up first yeah i will be down cleaning the kitchen <laughs> and in worship i promise you so get back to bed i get back to bed it's all yeah. good i love you good night you know, i'm yeah. saying that like as i'm tucking him in and working my way back to the door it's like a Five second conversation, you know, it's a thirty second ordeal, but it just keeps happening repeatedly and repeatedly. But, but that's all parenting. They are ego driven, like they yeah. are, and they're here to stay. They're here to make an impression. They want their presence known. Yeah, like they that is their acting out. They haven't learned. You still, I, I found it took both of my a year to readjust after even bringing them home. Okay, we brought home a whole new person. Yeah, yeah, everything's the same, but everything is different. So how do we? Make this work and it's just learning. It it's is just learning, lifelong learning. Yeah. Um learning their psychology. As you teach them their psychology.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you gotta teach them, man. It's uh I I always kinda think about this too. I mean, I, I understood this pretty early on and I'm still understanding this. You know, you started the pod with like what your experience was like as a dad in your first year, and one of my best friends had said you know does usually in the first year, you're kind of just there, you know you really don't attach to your kid until after a year they you know they know you're there, but like you know they're breastfeeding, they're doing whatever they like they want mom you know and and I, I thankfully want mom and I think that's such a vulnerable place to be because for me, like it was a huge ego trip like look, little girl, like, I helped make you, like, please love me. <laughs> and, just a little? And in the best of ways, too, I mean, and even just with this second kid on the way, like, when my wife told me that she was pregnant, she's like, how do you feel? And I'm like, there are so many things that I did in your last pregnancy. I mean, it just happened the way that it did. Like, I was working 80 hours during that time. I was never home I don't remember a whole lot about the pregnancy because i just was, wasn't there so i was like now i get to be here like i work from home the whole time like i i'm there for whatever you need and even just on the parenting side too there's a lot in the first year that i want to make sure that i'm a lot more present for because man my my wife is a fucking saint dude because me trying mm, god me, bl- amen yo me trying to figure out my shit <laughs> i mean we're on almost year six of my daughter's life. And I I feel like that was the change. And the way that I operate, like I needed something like that. You know, we were having some pillow talk the other night and she's like, what excites you about having this boy? And I was like, I have consistently up to this point surprised myself always in anything that I'm doing. And if you're telling me that another little life is gonna come in, is gonna help me exponentially grow, because that's what Roars did for me when we first had her. I was like, I'm just excited about what that means. I'm excited about how to be a better husband, how to be a better individual, how to be a better dad. And I know that's going to spill into my creative endeavors. So if you're asking me how I feel, like I'm motherfucking ecstatic. Life is good. Yeah, life is oh, good.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm oriented this way
0: for a reason. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I was like, your view right now is so uh, fucking dope. <laughs> uh, I just...
1: It's the vibe. It's all things. It's it's, it's taking that. It just in order your in order for yourself to just function on a high level in order to provide, yeah. fill up other people's cups, and do whatever is needed to re- ensure yours remains full and recognize when it is not. Yeah, mine's traffic. As soon as I start two things, when I start getting bothered by traffic, just the amount, just the amount of cars on the road.
0: Yeah. It, They're
1: the same every day, uh, just to remind everybody. And There's some that's
0: more, there's some that's less. We're on a grid.
1: (laughs) There's the same amount of cars at the same time every single day. When that starts annoying, and when my sons, when I just feel that irritation, Mm -hmm. then I know it's time for me to take a day to myself. And a day to myself is going unplugging unplugging in the woods for 5 yeah. hours driving around saguaro national Brolic. sitting there i got my little meditation spot like just i need to i need to completely detach and that's my and i think of old 112 year old me i'm just by on a mountaintop in in, in peace yeah. like i got a, a, a i'm by a fresh lake stream I'm trapping for dinner, yeah. I make it into town once a month type deal. Yeah. yeah, probably in that same sexy green truck you see out <laughs> front. Right. That, so is life. So I'm just enjoying mm-hmm. the life. And with the idea that I'm going to be here for a long, long, long time. So how can I do that most effectively? Yeah, Gain knowledge, process it and spread wisdom along the way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I want to talk to you about so so many more things, but I think we should call this one and get up out of here, man.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, on. we'll have a part two, man. We'll have let's to. Do it.
1: We got to get into health and wellness and specific dietary type stuff. Yeah, uh, for sure. We didn't even go into that journey, my man. You know, big time. Yeah, big time understands uh, that realm. Yeah, uh, quite a lot. One hundred percent. Let's get up out of here, Desi. Cool. Everybody, be cool. Check on a vet. And hug your loved ones. I love it.
0: (laughs) Ciao. What's up, high performers? High performance mentor and dietitian Desi here. Before I let you go, I just want to speak to your heart real quick. If there's something inside of one of these stories or inside of one of these episodes that is really resonating with you, it's because I'm speaking to the high performer in you. So there's two things that I want you to do before you get done here. One, if you're looking to surround yourself with other high performers and you're looking to get more of a cue with how to become the high performer that you need to become, I want you to join our Facebook. It's called the High Performers Club. I'll make sure that we. Have have that in the show notes of each and every episode. All you got to do is click on the link, answer a couple questions, and you're in, and you get full access to a wide variety of free videos, free content for you, free ways for you to, to step up and become the high performer that you need to become. On the other end, we also know that information is readily available. It's the application that people need to invest in, in order to get to that point where they have sustainable change towards their habits and towards their high performing selves. And so if you're looking in ways to work with me, please click on the link, fill out a couple questions and see what kind of spots are available in the moment. I would love to work with you if you are someone who is looking to become the high performer that you need to become, because it's what I do. Love y'all. Thanks for listening.